Hello everyone and welcome to the PJB Sports Pod. Hello and welcome to 2023 Australian Grand Prix preview episode. Uh, we'll go over the track that we're racing at this weekend, some storylines to watch for this weekend, and my predictions for the weekend. Probably be a shorter episode. The most I'll talk about is Mercedes, and that's just because the drivers and the team boss all have different opinions and ideas of what's going on this season to talk about. The track and its history were going to the Albert Park Street Circuit in Melbourne. The track is 5.278 kilometers in length or 3.280 miles with a Grand Prix distance of 58 laps to encompass 306.124 kilometers or 190.216 miles. The circuit has 14 turns, nine to the right and five to the left with three DRS zones one between turns 10 and 11, and then one down the main straight that then continues after the turns 1 and 2 chicane down towards turn 3. The track was resurfaced and reconfigured before last season's race, increasing the grip as the weekend progresses and more rubber is built into the pavement and allowing for more overtaking opportunities with the removal of the back straight chicane and widening of corners in the early stages of the lap. The winningest drivers in the history of the Australian Grand Prix are Lex Davison and Michael Schumacher with four wins each. Winningest constructor, constructor, wow, is Ferrari with 13 victories. Storylines to follow for this weekend. I'm going to skip Mercedes and come back to that last since it's the longest one. we got Red Bull dominance set to continue. The question isn't who will stop Red Bull, it is can anyone stop them. It seems to most that the only way Red Bull aren't going to win all 23 races of the season is if both cars fail during the race or crash out. And it's easy to see why when both cars have been so far gone down the road this season and so dominant as a team. When was the last time you saw someone qualify P15 after a drive shaft failure in qualifying and still be the favorite to win the race on Sunday? Because it doesn't ever happen. Can Aston Martin keep up the good start? Fernando Alonso has taken the podium in both races that Red Bull has dominated this season. So can he keep that up, or does Aston Martin get picked off by Mercedes or Ferrari this weekend? The pace of the Aston has been consistently second best so far in two races, but Albert Park is a car, or is requiring a car that is, has a strong chassis as well, and not just a strong aero base. So we'll have to see if the underneath of the bodywork is as strong as the outside. Uh, how do Ferrari react after Saudi? Well, uh, do Ferrari have a response here? Because Mercedes caught and passed them in Saudi and kept them at bay without any worries. Aston Martin has easily overtaken them, and Red Bull was even further down the road than last year. Uh, so was that track-specific, or is Ferrari really struggling right now? Charles Leclerc won this event last season, so surely he'll be looking to get this year back on track with a strong showing at Melbourne. Now Mercedes. So now what for Mercedes really is what it is. Total Wolf has already confirmed a concept change and more coming to the Brackley outfit. So what could possibly go wrong from there? Well, Lewis Hamilton and longtime personal trainer Angela Cullen announced a split after Bahrain. George Russell is adamant that Red Bull have already sewn up both titles, and Total Wolf has gone on to say that Lewis Hamilton can and should be looking elsewhere for another team should Mercedes continue to falter and fail with his expectations. Let's start with Lewis Hamilton's points here. 
Uh, some people think losing the personal trainer is a big deal, while others think it's just a story to kind of keep people stuck into F1 with a season looking like Red Bull are going to dominate. But regardless, it will be different for Hamilton at each race, whether that's a big deal or not. Lewis has said he believes the gap to Red Bull is insurmountable and that he's never seen a car so much faster in his life in Formula One. Not the most confidence-inspiring quote from a seven-time world champion. So let me go to George Russell. Georgie Boy is one for a spicy comment or two every once in a while. At one point, he said last weekend that Red Bull was holding pace back, and most of the paddock believed that to be true. I thought it sounded ridiculous at the time. And then Sergio Perez and not Max Verstappen won pull by over half a second. If you want to take out Charlotte Leclerc being a tenth and a half off with his grid penalty, that is. But Sergio Perez to be half a second faster than the second place starter in the race is just ridiculous. Not even Verstappen. Last but not least, Toto Wolf. Toto said that Lewis should be looking for a new team if he wants to win. He's also come out and said that he doesn't know what exactly the team even need to do to eat into the deficit to Red Bull in terms of the design of the car, and also said this past week that the team is really missing Nicky Lauda's no-nonsense leadership in a non-executive role. Lauda was around the team until his passing, but this is the first time anyone has really come out and said it with this um, conviction that Lauda's demeanor is being missed within the team since the passing. Um, so yeah, have to watch out for what Mercedes have going on now. But um, we'll get into my weekend predictions now. I'm 2-8 and eight on the season, so project another 1-4 weekend here. First one, Charlotte Claire Podium. He won this race by 20 seconds over Sergio Perez after Max Verstappen suffered his second DNF in three races last season. But I'd say Red Bull made that gap up and more since then. I still think Charles can get up towards the sharp end of the field and finish on the podium. Next, Oscar Piastri points. It's home race for the new guy. Danny Rick would always either retire from the race at home or finish highly. So, with P6 coming last season at McLaren, I'll be optimistic for Oscar and say he gets his first taste of F1 points. Third prediction, no full safety car. This track isn't one for massive pileups or huge crashes with runoff areas and wide corners, so I think the retirements in this race will be mechanical failures and be some place where the action doesn't have to come to a complete halt. Maybe a virtual safety car at worst, but not a full-blown caution period. A fourth prediction, Williams into Q3. I mean, the Williams are slippery in a straight line, and it looks more well-rounded than last season's car. So with the widening of corners to keep up speed and the removal of that back straight chicane to make the straight longer, the Williams should have more potential to shine now that the car is more balanced than last season. Last but not least, Fernando Alonso is going to top a practice session. Got qualifying, I got the race, so I had to get practice in. I think Red Bull are going to hold back at some point in the early stages, whether it's FP1 or FP3. Uh, Alonso will be the next best person on track and top a session to get our hopes up that the race might be close. But don't forget, last season he did have a lap to contend for pole at this race before a hydraulic failure took him out into the barrier with about four corners left on the track. My podium prediction, uh, Verstappen, Alonso, Leclerc, no Perez there. Shock horror, I know. Um, yeah, that's all I got for the Australian Grand Prix preview, so... Till the race is over, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.